Welcome to Run the Valley Rambles. In this podcast, we explore some of the best walks in the Run the Valley. The Run the is full of beauty, interesting local history, and plenty of footpaths to keep you exploring. I'm your host, Sarah, and I'd love you to join me as I share my experiences and personal reflections of rambling in these hills. Hopefully, this will inspire you to explore more of the Runda if you're local, or make sure you put it on your Wales bucket list if you're not. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Runda Valley Rambles. So I'll start by telling you what walk we're going to do today. We're going to walk up to Mardi Reservoir. Today's walk is about four and a half miles and it's a there and back walk, which my dad is very against. (laughs) He finds it very unsatisfying and will do anything possible to make a walk circular and avoid having to retrace his steps, which I do relate to and understand, but that's not happening today. (laughs) It's an out and back walk. So the walk starts in Mardi, which is in the Ronde Vach. The Ronde split into two valleys, Vach meaning small and Vauer meaning big. So the walk starts at Mardi, which is at the top of the Ronde Vach, and heads up to a track and then to a first and then a second reservoir. The second one especially is really lovely. Disclaimer, I have anxiety about saying the word reservoir. (laughs) I've always felt like I'm saying it wrong and I've actually been told I'm saying it wrong before. But there we are. Not sure what to do about that. Just going to have to plough ahead. Reservoir? Reservoir? It stresses me out. Anyway, this episode is quite local history heavy. So I hope you're ready for that and enjoy it. Let's get into it. So there's two stages of this walk. Stage one. To start this walk, you need to go as far up Mardi as you can get by the Avon Rubber Factory, which is right at the top of Mardi. So you can park your car there and there should be a green barrier in front of you. So we're going to walk through that. Essentially, this walk is all on one track, so it's pretty straightforward. If you see smaller paths going off, feel free to explore them, but basically the main track all the way for about two and a bit miles is going to get you to the top reservoir having the reservoir stress again (laughs) I'll talk I'll talk you through some things that you'll see on the way it's really easily done on a bike wheelchair or you could bring a push a push chair as it's just a kind of tarmac track all the way so when you've gone through that green gate thing after about one mile you should see a blue plaque on the wall on your right hand side You've probably gone past loads of mine mining stuff, so tracks, and you'll go past a little old house, which you can actually walk up the stairs of, and a sort of a tree growing through it, and it's quite cool. I'll talk about the mine stuff in a bit. But let's go back to that blue plaque. <laughs> Exciting blue plaque. Uh, it'll, it says Castel Nos on it, and this marks above you the spot on the hillside where there once was a medieval castle, which I think is very cool. I tried to get my teeth into a bit of Welsh history to understand the castle, but it is quite complicated. I did also write a little bit about this on my blog, my Run the Bucket List, but I've tried to find out some more information about Castelnos. So from what I can understand, from around the 5th century, there was a kingdom of Wales that was called Gluwasing. I think that's how you pronounce it. 
covering an area in the southeast of Wales that later become no- became known as Morganug. For the next 500 years or so, there were loads of Welsh kings just fighting over all of Wales, all different bits of Wales. And then, in the year 950, the last king of Wales, Huelvar, died, which meant people wanted to sort of take over separate bits of Wales and claim it as their own. So Huel's sons took control over some parts of South Wales, while some other people in North Wales took over parts of North Wales. But the kingdom of Morganug, which is where Mardi is now, had a string of kings, the last of which was called Yestin, who apparently died, quote, in the mountains somewhere in 1093. I wonder where that was. And the people who built Castelnos were descendants of this last king of Morganug, which is pretty cool. The castle would have been built there because this route was a key route between the Ronda and the Brecon Beacons. Um, so quite a strategic place to build it. I'm not going to lie, all that's up there is just a mound of earth and a ditch. <laughs> there aren't any actual ruins. I did walk up to it once. The blue plaque led me up there and I was excited to see some, you know, at least a couple of stones. But it really is just a mound. Um, but the castle helped the land to remain in Welsh control. Even after the Normans who were invading, they kind of got hold of richer, land, richer lands to the south. But... Castle Nos stood strong, and it seems like a pretty important castle. Go on the Ronda, <laughs> well done. Um, there was also another medieval castle in the Ronda, in Tonopandi, of all places, and it was called Anusagrug, which is just the best name. <laughs> I'd like to have a dog called Anusagrug. <laughs> Maybe it's pronounced Anusagrug, actually, I don't know, but either way, it's a great name. And there is now a roundabout where the castle used to be, which is not as exciting as a blue pack. But to be fair, the roundabout is named after it. So, you know, that's something, isn't it? It's on the way to Asda with the car scrapyard off it, that roundabout. Anyway, once you've looked up at the lump on the hill and thought about Welsh kings, carry on walking and then you will end up at the first reservoir. So stage two is the walk up from the first res to the second res. It's a bit less than a mile and a half straight up the track to get there. On this bit of the walk um, that you've just left behind, there are lots of signs of the old Mardi Colliery, which closed in 1990, like old tracks for trains and trams and old buildings and ruins and stuff like that. Um, Mardi Colliery was the last mine to close in the Ronda and was actually quite a prominent one during the strikes of 1984, apparently. I think you can see the last tram of coal in the Ronda Heritage Centre that left the colliery. They sort of preserved it and kept it in there. And Mardi got the nickname Little Moscow because of how politically active it was, which, you know, it's pretty badass. I really like seeing the tracks and buildings and the evidence of the old mine, because in lots of other parts of the Ronda, it's not so visible, which, you know, it's fair enough because buildings have been built and whatever, but I do like seeing it in Mardi. And I love walking up this track and seeing all the mine around me. But when you kind of get past the first the first res and to the path after that it starts to feel much more remote and away from everything and that path is quite close to the stream which is really nice and it goes past a bit where you can turn left down to a little waterfall and I've seen people swimming in the stream or the pool that is sort of generated by the waterfall there oh man I'm really craving a swim now lockdown problems Um, (laughs) I think walking in a valley by a stream is really nice so that is a lovely bit of the walk just before you get to the top reservoir, 
there's a really short steep kind of uphill up up the dam I guess then there is the top reservoir right in front of you and it is really beautiful up here really really nice it's kind of like rolling hills in front of you and yeah a few trees and definitely some sheep and a wind farm as well up to your right and or maybe all around you actually really really lovely as much as I would love to swim in this reservoir <laughs> don't do it don't do it it's not allowed <laughs> I saw a freaky poster once which I can't get out of my head I think the title was just something like swimming in reservoirs kills and it was a person waving in the water but the bottom half of their body was a, was a skeleton <laughs> it's not often that a poster really stays with you is it but that one really freaked me right out yeah what's that funny thing they always have written by reservoirs um I think it's warning submerged structures <laughs> I find that really funny I don't know why um but anyway don't swim in there you can just enjoy it from the edge but there is something so relaxing about being next to a big body of water it makes you feel really small and that's definitely a good thing this reservoir is called the Hluest Wen Reservoir and are you ready for some more thrilling local history this actually is pretty thrilling I have to say so on the 23rd of December 1969, a man named Lynn Jones was riding his horse, called Sally, I love that that detail was recorded, near the dam, when suddenly the horse fell into this five foot deep hole, um, which obviously is pretty dramatic and made everyone very worried. The horse did get freed, apparently, after a couple of hours, but this hole that appeared in the dam meant that there was then an inspection of the dam and the water board or experts, whoever at the time, said that if the dam broke, then a 20-foot tidal wave would flood the whole of the Rondevach, which obviously is terrifying and really freaky to hear that if you're living in the Rondevach. So because of that, 350 residents were evacuated near the river and schools were closed and into January, um, which is just, yeah, pretty crazy. I read I read this and I love it that about 300 locals spent a fortnight putting down sandbags to prevent the flood. That makes me feel really warm inside. It reminds me of that film, um, what is it, when an Englishman went up a hill and became a mountain or whatever, where people carry up earth up to the garth and they make it into a mountain. It's that sort of community thing together. Just imagine how many sandbags they could put down in a fortnight. Um, and apparently over Christmas... And in the freezing cold as well, they were doing that. And some soldiers came from Brecon to help, which is, must have been very exciting. And after about a month, they had the all clear. And obviously, I'm glad there wasn't a flood um, because they drained some of the water. And it was, for some reason, it had the all clear. But can you imagine the excitement and fear? I said it was thrilling, and it was. You can walk from this reservoir across to the Rigos Mountain. I remember walking up to this res on a snowy day well it wasn't snowing in Tonopandi or in the Ronda but up in Mardi it was thick snow there's a theme here with there being snow on these walks but yeah I remember it Mardi feels like a different a different terrain in the Ronda it just feels higher and more wild yeah this is again on the edge of this res is a cracking spot for a picnic so if you wanted to carry on the walk and walk over the Rigos crack on otherwise retrace your steps I know it's not as satisfying as it is being in a circle but there we are. And that takes you back to the start of the walk, Mardi Res walk. Now it's time for John's question, my favourite part of the podcast. What is your question this week, John? This week's question is, what is your favourite terrain to walk on? Very good question. Thank you. <laughs> well, 
you and I speak about this quite a lot when we're on walks. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm going to break it down into a few options. So I feel like the options are walking like along a cliff by the sea, walking in a forest, walking in mountains, and then maybe walking in like rolling countryside hills, like fields and hills and that kind of thing. I think there, there's, I'm, no, I'm aware there's more terrains, but they're the kind of general UK terrains that exist. So obviously they're all great. I really like them all. <laughs> um, I do like walking by a on a cliff, but I do feel quite restricted knowing that I can only just walk along the cliff and I can't particularly go right or left. So that's probably at the bottom. Uh, I think then forest, again, I love a forest, but you don't get much sun, do you? And it's quite nice to see a view and that's limited in a forest. And then rolling hills is lovely. I do love rolling hills because it reminds me of Shropshire and where I'm from and I really like that and I love walking in fields. I do I do like a flat walk, I do, but let's be honest, it's mountains isn't it? It's mountains, they're the best because just the feeling of getting to the top is very good and very satisfying and yeah, so I think my answer is walking up and down around mountains. There you go, that's my answer. So that brings us to the end of episode two of From the Valley Rambles. I hope you enjoyed this episode and let me know if you have done before or are going to do the walk that I spoke about and please do subscribe if you want to hear future episodes. Yeah, I'm having fun. I hope you are too. <laughs> Bye.